This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Rob Carmack from Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet. And when I'm not eating a pound of caviar, I'm listening to Set Lusting Bruce. And welcome to another episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. Uh, we have a repeat guest. I guess this is the third or fourth time uh, Mitch has joined us. Uh, how you doing, Mitch? I'm doing great, Jesse. Thank you so much for, uh, for asking me back. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, we uh, wanted to, for those of you, Mitch is, well, let's get it on the record how many times uh did you do the river tour so this yeah i did a dozen i did the dirty dozen nice um i did uh i finished uh this week with baltimore and two in brooklyn i did the three in la i did pittsburgh dc philly uh both garden shows including the rescheduled snow show uh jersey of course oh, i'm probably forgetting something but it adds up to 12 <laughs> that is very cool and yeah. how many overall times have you seen them you know i, I i'm in the 260 range maybe okay. 265 you know it's it's somewhere in that range i i'm not you know there's some there's some debatable numbers whether i'm somewhere between 230 to 270 and i okay. i can't really prove anything other than well over 200 but maybe 250 you know yeah and you know this is this isn't a uh a proof thing and i want to stress again i i say this often the amount of times you see bruce is not a barometer of how big of a fan you are it, oh absolutely uh, not yeah a lot of times it's just circumstances and a little bit of luck and uh you know just how things work. Um, have you gone to the database and put in your shows to kind of, um, you know, see what you've done and kind of what your rare songs are and such? You know, I haven't done it officially. I mean, I've, I, you know, I've used the Bruce Fanatic app many times. Um, in fact, I'm uh, actually talking to Mike Solomon about buying the app. He's trying to sell it right now. Um, Mike Solomon is uh, was Kristen Ann Carr's fiance, um, which is kind of Dave Marsh's and, and Barbara Carr's daughter who passed away, and they do the event every year. and And uh, Mike's a really good guy. And Mike Mike started this, but what's different about this than anything else is that this has the official approval of Landau and Bruce. Ah, nice. Um, 
and uh, it's literally contractual. Um, my only interest to take over something like this would be if that would continue. It's interesting because it's something I'm actually thinking about working on this summer is really just doing a full list of how many times I've heard every song and, and you know, the, the real rarities. But, you know, it's interesting because uh, someone put out a video the other day that I, I, forward, I passed on of all of the tributes that he's done over the years. For I saw that, that yes. That week. And I, I, I was blown away how many of those I've been at. Um, I mean, the John Lennon will probably stand out to me more than anyone because um, it was literally the next night at the Spectrum. And, um, uh, you know, Bruce came out and, you know, there's plenty of audio. There's no video that exists as far as I know, um, but there's plenty of audio. And he says, there's, I don't know what else to do but to play. And the lights went on and he, and he opened the show with Born to Run and, and um, which, you know, is not something he did all the time. And um, that stands out to me. But, you know, the fa- I mean, the fact on this tour that, you know, saw him do Purple Rain, you know, twice now, obviously. And, and, and then, of course, Rebel Rebel in Pittsburgh, which you were at, Jesse, right? You were. Yes, I was. There, yes. Yeah. And Take It Easy in Chicago. And. I mean, I was kind of wondering if we were going to get me and Mrs. Jones on the final night after Billy Paul died, but that that doesn't quite make it to the to the top of the list. But these moments are just so incredible. And another moment that stands out, and then we'll get into the River Tour about the dedications. It, it was uh, the Christmas show in 2004, I believe, um, right the night uh, George Harrison died earlier in the day. Bruce came out first, which he doesn't always do on the Christmas shows. It's always a little unusual. And I'm so blessed that I was there for all four years and every show. Just really luck on that. That was a lot of luck and standing out in freezing cold weather. He came out and started, you know, the show with My Sweet Lord. And I was sitting next to Adele Springsteen that night. You know, this was uh, not in Convention Hall, but in, in, in the smaller arena there. And, um, you know, where he would do a lot of the rehearsals and then maybe, maybe there's a thousand people in that building and it's a very small pit. And I actually had a seat and I was sitting next to Adele and, um, and I just remember, you know, listening to that. And, and I said to her afterwards, you know, that must mean so much to your son because you brought him to, you know, Atlantic city to see the Beatles. And now he's doing that. And she said, Oh yes, this is, it's this this really hurts and um and i remember that moment so well and then nils came out and did here comes the sun by himself um the best version i mean in some ways even better than george harrison's version of here comes the sun which is on that bootleg and then and then the whole band did something to start the night and um you know it, it's it's those moments that uh like you said in the beginning of this, it's really not about the quantity of the shows and that, I, you know, um, size doesn't really matter when it comes to, you know, the Bruce Springsteen world. It's really the quality and, and, and it's the moments. And that's, that's what means so much to me is those incredible moments like those I just mentioned, like Purple Rain on Saturday night. 
And, um, and even, you know, Monday night when Bruce just like threw all care to the wind and, you know, I, the set list had Bruce to start with jungle land. I mean, that was supposed to be the first song after wreck on the highway. Then he was supposed to do candy's room. Then he was supposed to do Badlands, and then he was supposed to go into uh, Prove It All Night. And he just, you could just see in his face, like, you know, it's time. And he just walked out, and he grabbed those signs, and he, you know, he kind of looked at them. And there weren't, there weren't that many. There were only maybe seven, eight signs in the pit. There weren't a lot. Because he's, because um, I'm going to step in, he's taught us that on this part of the tour, um, you know, I appreciate the signs, but I know what I'm going to play. So yeah, most people yeah. haven't brought signs, right? Yeah, exactly. And that was not even, I, you know, I, I'm not a sign person myself, but I it was even considerate and, and uh, actually was pretty annoyed by a couple of shows where people had huge, huge signs and blocking, you know, views throughout the night. Um, but that, you know, he just grabbed them. And, you know, and I could see he saw that boom, the girl in front of me had the boom, boom written on cardboard. Um, and um, and and I, I just I said to her, I said, that's going first. Really? I said, he loves boom, boom. This is going first. And and, and that was and, you know, and, and they just on a, on a dime. That was you know, that wasn't sound check. They sound check Purple Rain again that, on Monday night. That was it. And they he just nailed it. And then, you know, went right into loose ends and, to give Stevie a little bit of joy, uh, which they had played in Hartford, I think. And um, and that was just fantastic. And then, you know, and then you had uh, Diana Zorick. Uh, I don't know if you know the whole story behind this, um, but uh, Diana Zorick's father, Mike, uh, actually a kind of a B-level actor, been in a couple of movies, I think one called Private School or something. Um, and his daughter Diana's trying to be an actress. She's 11. She's uh, been in a bunch of AT&T commercials. I actually posted a few of them today. And she's been apparently for weeks learning the words to Blinded by the Light. And, you know, it wasn't set up, but she was, you know, Mike, Mike has some connections with the band and um, grabbed her. And, and my God, is. She just she just knew the lyrics. She didn't sing loud enough into the microphone. Um, that was my only issue with it. And I would have loved Bruce to play the third verse himself and finish the song. But I mean, I, you know, I haven't seen Blinded. You know, in the last 20 years, I've seen it three times. So just to have any of it played is 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 a you know is a thrill. Um, and you know that's that's those are the moments you remember. You know, I mean. And again, we'll talk about the river and, and how incredible it was to to have the river and 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 what we got for those shows and and uh, you know those in Europe that aren't going to get this, um, they're I'm sure they're very disappointed. Yeah, and I want to talk about that in a little bit. I do think, and I just want to take a moment and thank you. You have been a incredibly supportive fan of the podcast and have steered me to a lot of great stories and uh i appreciate that support you know we were lucky enough to talk to timo mac uh you know tom england and and picked at tom 
I this may beat you for cuteness, not that it's a contest. And he, of course, came back and says, it's absolutely not a contest. I loved seeing her sing Blinded by the Light. Oh, by the way, just yeah. for facts, so Blinded by the Light was last played uh, in Columbus um, in 2014. Um, and then Finland the year before and Australia. And, and, and then he hadn't played it for five years other than, obviously, Buffalo when he played the full album. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, as I've told the story, the first seven times I saw Bruce, I never saw him do Thunder Road. Um, and it was just, how weird is that? Well, um, that's amazing, because that's a song that, you know, was played every, I would say, 95% of all E Street Band shows right. played Thunder Road. And it just worked out that through 2000. You know, two when I saw him the first time, and up to 2012, he had not played it on Wrecking Ball and High Hopes. Instead of doing Dream Baby Dream at every show I went to, he did, um, you know, Thunder Road. And now, then, since then, right. I've seen it. Um, the other website is uh, www.mybosstime.com, which right. has a list of it in. Kind of, it'd be interesting, and we may have you on again because you know it tells you not only the rarity songs you've done, but what percentage of each of the albums you've heard. And like right. I, I was ninety something percent on Born to Run, and I had to, well, what song am I missing? And it was, um, I'm going down, is the only yeah. song that I've never heard him do from that album. Oh, from Born in the USA. Yeah, saying. Born in the USA. Yes, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah. No, I've heard all of Born to Run. I've heard, obviously, all of The River, uh, you know, especially now. I want you to put on your philosophy hat, which is not a hard thing for me to get you to do. You and I both kind of love to talk in um, grand thoughts. But why do you think – well, let me – first impression, do you think Bruce – is embracing more of these contacts with the fans the way he's done with the different people on Dancing in the Dark, having Tom come on stage, having uh, this lady sing, you know, um, Blind by the Light, the person asking his fiance, you know, asking, proposing yeah. during this. Right. Is this happening more now? Uh, because he's changing or feeling, or do we know about it now more because of social media? No, it's happening more now. I, I, I think that, you know, when he says the older you get, the more it means, um, I, I really think that hits him very hard. And I, I, I from a little bit of conversation I actually had with, um, I would say it was probably more of a conversation with Eddie Mannion, but but also a little bit with Mills last year at an event and talking specifically about that. Um, I, I I absolutely believe that um, Bruce is connecting. You know, he's always connected to his fans. It's never been an issue, but he loves that that there's this whole new generation that has discovered him. And he realizes how lucky and how rare it is for an artist to have that. And he is so appreciative of that. And he just, he's an entertainer. And he, you know, when he talked about, 
the best he ever saw was Prince. You know, and Prince talking about the best he ever saw was Bruce. Yeah, I thought that and was. And they both, and they both it. probably would agree the best they ever saw was James Brown. Right. These are entertainers. These are shows. These are absolute. And this is what bothered me so much throughout the tour. When anybody would complain about, oh my God, stolen car again or whatever, you know, you have to you have to understand the history. You have to understand where it's all come from, and and where Bruce is going, and and he, it's just, you know, fans have been doing this to him. I heard a story today. You'll like this story, and I'll share it. It's, it's from it's from my friend Rich Russo. Rich Russo, for those who don't know, um, hosts a show called Anything Anything. It's a progressive radio show. Uh, it's on Nationwide, but he also hosts a show on Little Steven's Garage called Jersey Guy. Rich is, I would say, one of the great music historians around um, and has clearly some of the best music collection of anyone I know. Uh, maybe Gary Talent has one that's even better according to rich, but he has, he has one that's pretty incredible because I've you know been in his studio and hung out with him. But, um, you know, here's an example, rich Russo in night, rich is really younger than me. So this is probably, um, I'd say 70, 79 and rich is maybe five years old or something. No, no, this is probably 76. Six, and Rich is five years old, and, and he's down the shore, and his father sees Bruce, you know, as always, literally just walking around, I think, in Long Branch. And Rich Russo walks up to Bruce Springsteen at five years old um, and says, I know every word to Blinded by the Light. He picks, and Bruce picks him up. There's no picture of this. Picks him up. They're sitting there, and, and Rich Russo nails every word to Blinded by the Light. And, and, and Bruce says, this is incredible, kid. This is just incredible. And the reason I bring that story up and obviously how meaningful it was personally for Rich the other night watching Diana is that this is just the kind of guy he is. And people come up to him all over the world, I mean, especially in the Jersey Shore, and they want to, they want to tell him stories. They want to tell him about these things. And the shows are just sort of, they're they're a production. They're Hamilton. They're you know this is this is this is Shakespeare. This is theater, and and part of that has evolved through Dancing with the Dark. I mean, years ago it was Spirit in the Night, you know, and he would. He, I mean, I remember my first show in 1978 when you know Spirit of the Night was third song, and he would come out, you know, and there were seats, there were no pit. And he'd come out and he'd start walking through the rows and he would just lay on his back and people would pick him up and, you know, do their own version of, you know, crowd surfing with him. And during Spirit in the Night, and then he'd grab a girl and, and he'd, he'd like grab her and, 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 you know, Crazy Davey making love in the dirt with her. I mean, just, just, just entertainment. And, 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 and then it became, when he became this megastar, well, 85 is the megastar, but Hungry Heart, when he started getting his, you know, this audience reaction, he's just fed more and more on it. But he kind of got a, he kind of got away from it for a while. Um, 
you know, I think on, on the more solemn shows, on the rising tour a little bit, and certainly <laughs> on the solo tours, that was not where he was going. But, you know, he's got it all back. And he's just, and I think we'll get this in his book. I mean, you know, a man who suffers from, you know, depression, like many of us do about a lot of different things, the joy he receives and the accolades um, from being on stage and involving people is, is just remarkable. And he loves every minute of it. And some of it staged. Yes, there's some people that are picked specifically. And, uh, you know, there's reasons why. But in general, I mean, the whole engagement moment, you know, I was, I was in there in the pit with my daughter in Baltimore. And, and the guy was right near me and had the sign. And Bruce kept looking at it and looking at it. And he knew. He says, all right, I know exactly when I'm going to bring him up. And the moment happened. And, and I also think, because it's, as, as, as Landau is about the least technically savvy guy in the world, um, there's enough people in the Bruce world, including his kids, um, that, that have made him, un, and Tom's in me, have helped explain to him the importance of the click and yeah. how important these things are and he knows and that's why they opened with purple rain i mean the real the main the reason they opened with purple rain was to get the media coverage the beginning of the night it's a saturday night it's going to be the beginning of the show you know that video was out there my buddy texted me halfway through the show not because of periscope he said new york daily news is already you know uh tweeting it and and showing a clip and, you know, he's still playing it. So, you know, they, they've learned that. And, and uh, they, they could do so much more with it, trust me. And so, Tom Cindy and I had this argument all yeah. tour. You know, what I found amazing is, and you got so much great press of, first off, it was a great cover of Purple Rain. It was beautiful. And then to offer it as a free download you know is not only a smart marketing idea but i honestly think they wanted to do this because it's a tribute and you can do both right you can have a good you can be smart marketing wise and publicity wise but also have your heart in the right place and i think that was amazing um and, and I'm so glad, um, you know, I, I, I understand, you know, every member of the band had some kind of purple on. Yeah, each, each of them backstage, you know, in fact, I was backstage and the first person I saw was Jake. And actually Jake was eating and I just went over and said hi for a minute. I don't want to bother him, but he had a beautiful purple scarf. And then I saw Gary in his shirt and Nils and they, you know, again, they each embraced the purple and uh, they were they were very affected by this, you know, each one of them in their own special way. Yeah, I think so. And I, it is, um, you know, our our friend Patrick, um, you know, who had the note, you know, talked about um, the day the music died. You know, maybe you know back in 1959, but. You could, you're going to make the argument 2016 is the year that music died, and music will live on forever. But I understand what he's saying. This has been a tough year, 
already in losses? It's unprecedented in rock and roll losses. Now, I guess you could say Janice and Jimmy and, you know, maybe. But, I, you know, in, in general, for, for those of us that grew up in the generation that we did, you know, the music from the 70s and 80s, this has absolutely been perfect. You know, if I told you January 1st, you know, Glenn Bowie, David Fry, Glenn Bowie, David Bowie, Glenn Fry, and Prince would be dead. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, Bowie, I guess the, the biggest shock is probably Prince because Bowie, we, you know, well, it was shocked us because we didn't know how sick he was, right? Um, uh, Glenn Fry, people around him knew, knew there was some illness, but, you know, nobody knew about Prince. Um, we still don't know the details. I will tell you what I am hearing. It's, you know, I'm not, it's, it's purely the music industry people, you know, and that it was unfortunate, you know, unfortunately Prince had AIDS. Apparently I am not, you know, this is not at all. And that he's been struggling with this for years and he stopped taking the same cocktail that Magic Johnson was taking mostly because of his Jehovah's Witnesses beliefs. And things have gotten progressively worse and he hurt his hip and he, you know, was on some medications and he didn't listen to his doctors. And, and um, you know, maybe there was something that created the flu-like symptoms and he, you know, was told to stay in the hospital and he went out and played. And, you know, I think he just, you know, died. But I, I, I think... You know, I don't buy any of the opiate, heroin, all that stuff. That's that's not the that's not the guy he was. But it doesn't really matter, right? Right. It day, doesn't. I mean, it it was it's we lost them. yeah, and such a sad. And I I'm, I you know I my only small regret is, and I realize you can't do everything, but I was really hoping Bruce was to do something from Merle Haggard, <laughs> just. Because I, I, I and I've shared this publicly, um, one of my father's favorite musicians was Merle Haggard, and losing him made yeah. me feel like I lost my dad all over again. Uh, yeah, I understand that. Yeah. I, I, I remember feeling that way about Sinatra. You know, yeah. not, you know, not obviously Sinatra, Sinatra, but um, you know, I, I if, if if you have this relationship and there's something really critical and important in your life and 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 it relates somehow to you know that, but you know if you think about it, Bruce could probably every single night yes. there's somebody somewhere. Yes. Not that Merle Haggard. Listen, Merle, I I think Merle Haggard's an incredible musician, so I I know <laughs> he certainly deserved the night. Yeah. But of course, it's Johnny Cash got it. You know, I mean, right. there's just certain yeah. things. I mean, Warren Zevon, yeah. who was a personal friend, and I saw the night he played for Zevon and. And which is, I mean, don't get me started on the fact that Warren. I, a whole other story. But. Yeah, um, you know, my rides here, um, you know, I still tear up with Keep Me In My Heart, you know, Keep Me In Your Heart. It's uh, very hard to listen. I, was, I struggle listening to that record, actually. Uh, I, I, I hear you. I have, a, I have a real problem with that record. Um, I'd much rather listen to Excitable Boy and just remember what an incredible talent Zivon was as a writer. And, and so, yeah, you know, but to, to circle back to, to where we were, these, these moments 
of this tour and uh, what I'll take away. I mean, you know, I was talking on the ride home yesterday with Chris Phillips at Backstreets and, and some other guys that were at this bar that we went to afterwards. And we were talking about, you know, some of the moments on this tour and, 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 and the things that those that maybe haven't seen Bruce's, not so much have seen Bruce as many times, but don't really know his music. You know, it was 28 years from 1981 to 2009 that the price you pay was not played. Now, I saw, you know, I probably saw 20 shows on the River Tour, both the first and second leg. And I loved the price you pay. Now, I remember people leaving to, you know, hit the bathroom during the price you pay. But I loved it. And I never could understood, understand it. And, and I can't, you know, every single show there was a sign request during the beginning of the sign years. And then when he played it at the Spectrum, which is where he played it three nights before he played the River at the Garden for the first time ever, um, you know, it was it was crazy. And, and, and in fact, uh, this is an interesting story. I was told that that night at the Spectrum, after they did the price you pay, they had a meeting and John Landau walked into the room and handed everybody the, the, C, uh, the double CD of the river and said, guys, three weeks from tonight at the garden, we're playing the river. And Bruce looked to Stevie and said, this is for you, buddy. And my friend was in the room when this happened. And, you know, and they made the decision then to play the river. And, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, that, Obviously, I loved this tour, but that night in November of '09, especially with Clarence um, on all these songs, was just just absolutely one of the most memorable nights for me. And because that brought it all full circle, um, and um, I I would say that if I had to pick my favorite song night after night for the 12 shows, it's it's the price you pay. Some will say Drive All Night. Some will say Sherry Darling. Everyone's going to have their favorite. But I felt this got better and better and better and better. And I mean, he kept it just rocked. And the, 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 it took on, a, it took on a, a life of its own, like Badlands and Out in the Street have, you know. And, and it was just spectacular. And I feel so lucky to have just heard the price you pay 12 times. I mean, I hope I hope in Europe that's a standard. So I folks over there. Um, I we're gonna talk about Europe and you know the them changing things up and in a bit. But um, how many shows did you get to have your um kids with you? So two. I had my uh, son who lives in D.C. at the uh, Verizon Center. Okay. Um, we did the meet and greet, and we were uh, in the pit that night. And then I had my daughter, who's at University of Maryland, with me um, in the uh, in the same thing. Um, and you know, obviously, as a parent, extremely, extremely rewarding. You know, it was my fifth. My daughter's probably show. My son probably tenth. He started seeing Bruce when on the on the rising tour when I took him up to Providence, Rhode Island for a weekend, uh, just a father-son weekend. And, and we saw Bruce the first time and, and he couldn't even make it to born to run. And it was the only time I can ever remember leaving the show early, but you know, 
What was I going to do? That's what you do. And, um, that's right. what you do. And, it's like uh, when you take your. It's funny when you take your kids to a baseball game, right? I mean, if they're conked yeah. out in the fifth inning, you know, you you put them on your shoulder and with their all the cotton candy and peanuts and everything they've had, and you take them home and you you listen yeah, to the well, end of the game on. That's uh, what a, that's what a good parent does, Jesse. But my God, I I saw in Baltimore. For some reason in Baltimore, a lot of young kids, really young kids, yeah. and parents just, I mean, one oh, with the girl was, you know, just, and, and oh, she was sleeping, and it was just terrible. It was so selfish. Um, get a babysitter or something. But oh, uh, anyway. Yeah. I, oh, wow. I Yes, absolutely. Um, and that's not, I mean, I would be, I am would be that selfish or that good of a parent if I you know, if I have a small child and I'm taking them to a sports thing, you know, in, if they're tired at the third or fourth inning, we leave. And I would right. not take a young child to see Bruce. You know it's going to be three hours. It's been I, – I, I didn't do the math, but it's averaged at least 320, right, this this whole – Yeah, I, I, the shortest show I saw was 316. The longest was about 350 in L.A., I think. But yeah, probably so three and a half probably, you know. You know, and it's and I never I never understand that either. It's you know, there's there's right and there's wrong, and and uh, you make the decision, and you know, you, if, if you don't 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 bring the uh, kid if it's if you can't handle it. Of course, I don't know if I told this story on the first uh, one of the first podcasts, but my wife and I, our second date in Philadelphia was uh, the Springsteen show I mentioned after John Lennon died. And, um, you know, I knew there was probably going to be an encore that was special. And, and we were, uh, we were somewhere in the upper deck of uh, the spectrum, you know, wasn't in any great seat or anything. And, and she says she had got something in her eye and, and like someone was smoking pot or something around us. And I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. I hope you're okay. I hope you're okay. And then boom, he goes into twist and shout. And I kind of forgot that I was on a date. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing I know, the encore ends, and I'm looking around. I'm looking around. Where, where's Where's this woman? Um, <laughs> and 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 the, and the person behind me said, "Is that your wife?" I said, "That's my girlfriend." They said, "Yeah, they took her out in a stretcher. They're bringing her to like an eye hospital." And I said, "What What eye hospital?" So Will's Eye Hospital. It's around the corner. So I ran out of the stadium to this Will's Eye Hospital, and she was already sitting in the waiting room wearing a patch. This is our second date. I mean, the joke's oh. on her. She married me. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, you know, and she's probably only been to five shows with me over the years because it's, you know, not really her thing. And after right. that night, it really wasn't her thing. Well, uh, I could think, yeah, I would but, say, no, I'm not going to show with you because when I go to the emergency room, you don't care. <laughs> well, I mean, the fact is that, I mean, it's just, I just love that she married me. I think well, yes. my 50th birthday. She threw me a party, and we hired the B Street Band, and yes. it was just, you know, it's just like a Knights of Columbus, and we invited all our friends, and and I played with the band and sang, and and I and I sang the Fever to her, and I told this story to our friends right before I sang it, and um, you know, it's just it's a, it's just amazing that you know she, and and that's and I'm so blessed because uh, you know. The reason I've been able to see all these shows is that she's been patient about it, and I have a really close friend, and his wife's been very patient, and we've gone to so many shows together. 
over the years, and and that's you know we we're 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 we're, we're blood brothers, my my friend David and I, and and that's been it's been very special, and we have lives that are very understanding this week not as much with three shows and pass over <laughs> and it was a little bit of a struggle but um you know in general <laughs> very very understanding and very nice and and put up with it and, and and we're all lucky i think we all have people in our lives that you know we're, we're fortunate and and um you know i got to take my mom who's 89 uh, on the last tour to the prudential center and and we were in a suite a friend of mine was very nice and let us use their suite that night. I had all my family in there and it was a very good, like a low suite with a real great view and, and got to rock out with her. And, you know, I, I, these are the moments, right? This is what they it's are. all about. So a couple things and, um, I just got to share and, um, you know, I, I just, could, we can talk all night. Uh, um, yeah. so last year, Linda was scheduled to do a half Ironman race as a train-up, and it turned out to be the very same day that Bruce was doing the NCAA, you know, festival show. And she had already said, "Close no. to that, right? huh?" Yeah. And you live close to that. Oh yeah, it's exactly. It's in my city, and so and. Um, I already had Nashville tickets and I already had Houston tickets. And then he announced that they were doing this free show and that was going to get me to 10. Those three shows were going to get me to 10 shows, double digits. And I'm like, there's no way I'm going to miss a show in my town. And Linda had already said, look, it's just going to be a girl's trip. Uh, I've done a half Ironman before. This is really no big deal. Um, no need for you to go. So then the show's announced. And she says, so what would you have done if I had expected you to be at the race? And I said, ooh, that, that would have been really tough, Linda, to not see him in a free show, you know, in our city. And she goes, well, no problem. And then someone said, well, what if she gets hurt on the race? And I said, well <laughs> – you know, you can catch a 5 a.m. flight from Southwest on Monday morning, and I would be at the yeah. hotel room Monday morning, <laughs> you know, in plenty of time. And uh, Linda right. rolled her eyes. So, um, you know, there is rumors that he's going to do, um, after Europe, a stadium tour. Yes. So what I hear is that um, he's going to do um, – as of now, I'm, 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 what I've heard is he's going to play. He's going to. It's going to finish at MetLife Stadium on his birthday. Okay. And it's the same week that his book comes out, and apparently they're going to sell the books at those shows. Okay. Imagine how much money they'll make on that. Yes. Um, and uh, he's also going to play Citizens Bank in Philadelphia. Okay. Um, I'm hearing FedEx Field in Washington. Okay. I'm hearing Gillette Stadium. All right. And and then I heard that he's going to do, um, for, for whatever reason, they just couldn't book the outdoor arenas, and it'll be probably uh, the same arena we saw him in Pittsburgh again. Okay. And United Center in Chicago. So and that's about it. So um, our mutual friend Allie said, 
if he if this happens, Jesse, you have to get to New York and see him. You you just you know we I will help. Yeah, you've got to hit one of those MetLife shows. Right, exactly. Um, That's, on, his, on his birthday, I would say that would be yeah, that would be an absolute priority, Jesse. Yeah, absolutely. And she's like, you know, we'll we'll you know we'll we'll show you around. We'll do this. So I'm talking to Linda. And for the first time, and the reason I'm bringing this up is your lovely bride, you know, three shows, Passover. Linda's like, you've seen him four times. New York is expensive. Are you, isn't that enough? And I went, oh, we've got a whole six months to worry about that, honey. I'm, I'm just saying exactly. if the opportunity comes up, you know, and she's like – all right, and then moved on. But yeah. she's like, okay, enough of the Bruce stories. Um, yeah. The other thing I wanted to bring up is, um, and this is, there are several moments in the story that make you proud as a father. Um, Chris, you know, my 27-year-old went to the Oklahoma show with me, and that was his first show. And we actually did a podcast afterwards, and he talked about, how much he enjoyed it and how much he enjoyed watching the crowd and and how impressed he was and he he made the joke he says you got to be ready because bruce doesn't bruce doesn't play between songs <laughs> he says he just by the the last notes being played and he's counting down the next one so right so he called me yesterday and he says i was having a bad day at work I said, oh, he says, no, it was no big deal. It's just the kind of day, you know, I've taken on this new role and I'm kind of just feeling a little overwhelmed. And and I um, I decided, you know, I should play Cadillac Ranch. So he said he he pulled up YouTube, had his headphones on on his computer. He played Cadillac Ranch and then he played um, uh, two or three other songs. And he said, and all of a sudden, I felt better, Dad. <laughs> and I said, I, I don't know if this beats you graduating college, <laughs> but this is one of the great moments in my life that your wow. bad mood was taken away by Bruce's music. And that's – listen, Jesse, that's so sweet. You know, I mean, that's – I I know the moment. I know the feeling when, when I'm in the car with my son who was happening in high school. And, you know, and all of a sudden he's, he's playing darkness, you know, that's, he just randomly just puts on darkness and starts playing. And, 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 and George, I remember, oh my God, when she first started playing the guitar, the first song she wanted to learn was Waiting on a Sunny Day, which is like one of my least favorite songs, but, but, you know, she's playing it. And, and she knew how excited that I would be about that. And, you know, it's, those are, those are the moments you remember and that if you, I mean, the reason I love music is because my dad loved music. And my dad was not, you know, my dad was older and his music was Sinatra and his music was Tony Bennett and, and his music was the, you know, uh, Gilbert and Sullivan and, and his, his music was, was John Philip Sousa. I mean, that's what he enjoyed, but it was music. And I, and I remember when my kids were very, very young I mean, that was just, like, constantly important to me. I remember playing the Beach Boys when they were, like, a year or two years old in the car. My wife would be like, what are you doing? And I said, and then the Beatles. I said, you know, it's, I know you think I'm crazy, 
but I, I just think it's important that they start listening to this music and they start appreciating what it's all about. And, and both of my kids love music. And music's a big part of their lives. And, you know, my son listens to hip-hop, and he has, you know, other tastes personality, and I, I think that's, I'm glad. And he's introduced other bands that I wouldn't have known, and, and my daughter's introduced, you know, introduced me to stuff. So, but it's, it's, it's special. It, really it is. is. You know, and um, I need to give a shout out to J.B. Clark, uh, one of the people that does the Bruce Springsteen sings an alphabet, sings the alphabet. You know, they're going through right. every Bruce song. And he has a theory that he says, if you if you grow up listening to the Beach Boys, you have better a sense of harmony than if you don't. He said, you want your kids yep. to have a good sense of harmony, listen to the Beach Boys. All right. We're going to we we've. We could talk all night, but I want to finish up, and I want you to put your Mitchatorial hat on. Um, there was so much wailing and gnashing of teeth when Bruce announced that he was going to do the river in full from some fans. And now then, he has announced he's not going to. I also would like your theory on why he's changing it up. Now we're getting wailing and gnashing of teeth of fans complaining that they aren't going to hear the river in full in Europe. Um, the podium is yours. Do with it as you may. People are just never satisfied. Enough is never enough, you know. And I mean, I like and I talked about in our earlier podcast. If you if you been a, and again, I'm not saying you have to have been a fan for years and years, but if you truly understand where this has come from and where the history is of Bruce and the years of wanting certain type of music and not ever giving the chance to have that, um, you have to give him the ability to know what's the right thing to do. And it's, you're never going to please everybody. And um, I mean, I, I I couldn't have been couldn't have been more pleased with what was delivered during the River tour on these shows. Um, and if I, you know, I mean, in, in all fairness, if I was, you know, in Sweden and I couldn't afford to come to the United States, and my dream was to hear the River, would I be would I be disappointed? Absolutely. And Bruce knows that you you can't satisfy. So I'm not. I'm not going to be naive and say, um, you know, you know, there's a right and a wrong to every decision, and it's just their decision. I, it's a, sh I, I think, you know, the interesting thing, quite frankly, will be, we'll see. If, I mean, somebody I heard was talking about, will this become a legal issue? Because, you know, they really did say, as far as I can tell, when they sold those tickets in Europe, Bull River. So, you know, and if that and if that's truly the case, then, you know, is it fraud? I don't know. Why um, Why do you I, think he's decided to change it up a little bit, Mitch? Because I truly believe he's just feels like he's played it out. I just feel like that he and Landau um, have, you know, talked it over because they're the ones that make this decision. I mean, Gary... I was with Gary Talon on, you know, last Sunday at a book signing, at a record signing, and, you know, I filmed it and stuff. But I, 
you know, and I talked to him afterwards and, and, and I, I didn't quite ask the question the way you asked it, but I kind of was getting around to it. And he said, listen, those decisions are made by Bruce and John and they disagree sometimes and they agree sometimes, but they really kind of feel like they have to do what's the, what's for the better good and really where Bruce is at and where Bruce is at right now is how the tour ended and, and which was, which was grabbing those signs. And let's face it, those, I had, I did listen, I haven't been to those shows in Europe. I've watched enough video of them and talked to people that have been to them and those loosey goosey, that's people that's, they just, they really eat that up. And I think that's what Bruce wants to deliver. And, and he knows that's going to make him happy and he will play, you know, if it's two nights in Paris, maybe one night will be the full river. Maybe, but, but, but you know what? I spent, uh, you know, I don't know, 27, 28 years as a fan, never hearing a full album. Yeah. Um, now what, and people got mad, you know, when, well, my God, I, I couldn't get tickets to the born to run night. I have to hear the darkness night. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yes. You have to do the darkness yeah. night. I have to. I, mean, I didn't I get. to hear an entire darkness show. Yeah. Um, Mitch, my wife wanted to know after four shows, did I ever get bored hearing The River in Full? Now, there are a couple of songs on The River that are not my favorite, which works out okay because at 57. Um, I have to take a bathroom break at least once during that long of a period. Right. Um, right. But I told her not one time that it it was had in the past. Um, so you saw it twelve times. I know we're gonna have Al. I'm gonna have Allie on again. Um, she's done multiple times. We're gonna have. Um, we're gonna have. Um, Donna from Bruce Funds and the Philly Elvis and a couple other people on to kind of that have been there to talk about it. But this is the most gimme question I've asked you. You didn't get tired yeah. of it, right? Never. Now, I did get tired. <laughs> um, I will say 12 times in the pit, as wonderful as it was, 11 out of 12. Um, there were a couple of nights where I was feeling my age a little bit. Um, especially uh, the pit in Baltimore where I was so jammed in. I, it was just really, really, really bad the way it was set up. But um, I never tired of any single song. I just didn't. I just think it is a perfect album, just like Born to Run's a perfect album, just like Darkness is a perfect album. Um, I, 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 I didn't. And, and, and I will have no problem putting it on tomorrow in the car and listening to it. I'm not, you know, it's just, it's not at all. Yeah. Not in the least bit. Yeah. I um, figured that, but I do, but I got what I got tired of. Yeah. To be fair. Were the encores. Okay. You know, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted difference. I didn't understand. And, and a little inside baseball, and Steve Van Zant didn't understand and struggled. Yeah. And, you know, I think I mentioned, you know, Steve rehearsed. You know, they rehearsed the party lights. They rehearsed the man that got away. They rehearsed Little White Lies. Maybe they'll get the, they'll get played in Europe. Yeah. 
fact, I probably they probably will get played in right. Europe, and I'll be watching the European scope and being bummed. Yeah, because that's what we crazy fans do. Right. But I mean, I I did not. No, I never tired of it. Yeah, and and um, yeah, because um, if it, an album tells a story, yes, and you can get caught up in that story, yes, it's the same reason. I was explaining this to my wife. My wife loves the Titanic. Uh, it's like right. her favorite movie, that and the Sound of Music. Right. You know, she could watch the, she could watch Titanic two hundred times. And and I was explaining that to her the other night. You know, she says you played the same album. I want you get a little bored. I'm like, you get a little bored when you know, Jack, Jack, come on, help me. Rose, you know, Rose. I mean, no. And there are, yeah, like a there are movies that just um, I love searching for Bobby Fisher. And it was on TV the other night. I needed to go to bed. I owned it on DVD, but it caught it toward at the end when he's playing the big match, and I stayed up to watch it. You know, just – so, um, you know, we – when we had the couple guys talking about Bruce's top songs of the 80s, and uh, both Bob – and um, I'm drawing a blank on the other guy's name, and I'm sorry, but he said, you know, uh, Glory Days is a is a it is burnout proof. They said it is. There are not many songs where you get your that you do not get burned out on it. And you know, right. I think this river is one of those things where it is a beautiful story, and it flows really well. So yeah, it does. And you know what? People complained about shout. Well, they ought to go back to the early Beatles shows in the 60s because the Beatles ended all those shows with shout. Yeah. Yeah. People forget. Yeah, they do. Uh, Mitch, how can someone find you? So they can find me certainly on Facebook, Mitch Slater. I'm at MP Slater on Twitter. I'm MPS1960 on Instagram. Um, and uh, I have posted a lot in Bruce Book lately. Yes, you uh, have. You can see, certainly see my photos from the last few nights. Yes. Um, or they can just go look, find me on LinkedIn, and yeah. uh, I'll help manage their money if they need help. Whatever they want. Um, um, but I listen. I'm just. A, I'm just. I'm just. You know. I yeah. like Bruce said. I'm really a prisoner of rock and roll. Yeah. And I'm not obsessed. It's passion. It is passion. Um, are you going to do any European shows? As of now, no. Um, I, you know, originally, mostly because, of, you know, I figured I'd get a plenty of, you know, the river yeah. after the 12 nights here. Um, that was the plan. But uh, I'm pretty much, my wife's entitled to the summer and yeah. make the decisions on what we're going to do there. I think I owe her that. Yeah. Um, uh, as of now, no. I have you know, literally a guy been begging me to go to Barcelona. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, well, I have, I have nothing. Uh, I was going to say too. your day job might need you, right? <laughs> yeah. My day job does need me. My family does my, you know, family, my dogs, my kids, yeah. whatever. But, yeah. um, I, I I say that now, but Rich Russo and I were talking about going to Norway last night. So who yeah. knows? Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. Mitch, thank you so much. This was a joy to talk to you. Thank you for get, taking time. Um, you know, travel safe if you do go. Um, if you get to anywhere close to Dallas, we got to meet in person and uh, share some oh, food. Oh, absolutely, Jesse. And, and if you get you decide to come to the Jersey Show and you can't find housing or whatever, you know, mi casa, su casa, man. You need a place to stay, be more than happy to you know, I, I'd be more happy to put you up. I mean, you know, this is what Bruce fans do for each Absolutely. other. You're a good guy, and, and I appreciate what you do. And uh, and I uh, appreciate you. Exciting. You have been a great evangelist for the show. I, I you have been yeah. very um, not just promoting your episode, but sending the people, reaching out to people, saying, you know, I really think Jesse would love to talk to you, or Jesse, here's a good person to talk to. So um, that's that's great. And so keep them coming. I'm glad you have Donna coming from Bruce Funds. That yeah. probably was my favorite thing of the entire tour is when I saw this young woman um, in Baltimore right on some Facebook page that her student loans were so high. She's never seen Bruce. It's her birthday. You know, I wish I could go to the show. And I just went out and bought her two tickets and met her uh, outside the arena and made her dream come true. Oh, and that was purely – from the inspiration of Bruce Funds. Yeah. You know, I didn't, it wasn't through Bruce Funds. Yeah. But I did it because of Donna. Well, um, and Donna and, says all the time, you don't have to go through me. You can do this. Yeah. You also met Madison, didn't you? Oh my God, that was so funny. I was, you know, uh, they kind of screwed up at Barclays and they, they let us in early to, um, uh, I, I to get my envelope for the meet and greet. And, um, and, and, and Bruce was the third time at that point uh, through Purple Rain on the sound check, wound up giving it six times. And I sat there with Madison and listened to two of the Purple Rain sound checks. I met her wonderful dad, wished him well, and, and I was able to tell her mom uh, what, you know, what a sweet young woman she is and give her a big hug. And that, that was very sweet. It was really nice to, 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 to meet these people. And that's, my God, that's the that's really the best part of it all, Jesse. Is the people I've met over the years and the friendships and the and whether they're you know 16 years old like her or or a young woman in Sweden who I've never met who I who, who communicates with me or or you know or, or old folks like us, you know it's just it's 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 great and it's rewarding and. And, uh, yeah, it was really nice. She's a, she's a nice girl, and I'm, uh, I know she had such a good time in New York, and she really saw a great show. She did. I just, I just think, as you said about when we had her on for the North Carolina discuss, you know, um, she is an example of someone that has a great head on her shoulder, the future generation yeah. that not only loves Bruce yeah. but is an, interested in social justice and just a, a wonderful young woman. So. She gives, you know, Donald Trump, who I'm not a fan of, says make right. America great again. I think we already are great, and there are a lot yeah. of really great young people out there, um, and Madison is certainly one of them. And, 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 uh, and you know, I, I expect big things from her is what I told her. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, yeah. Mitch. We'll talk soon. You have a great night. All right, Jesse. Bye. Be well.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 